0: It's the next level.
1: You need a plan.
0: I want to be on the radio.
1: He wants to be on radio.
0: But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk.
1: This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up.
0: Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. Get out of town. I didn't know you did anything creative.
1: It's starting.
2: And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. Wednesday
1: 2, The Melting Pad. Here's your
2: host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pad, here on the Next Level Network. Today, we've got a lot going on. A lot happening. Uh, we're going to play. I'm just going to get right to what we're talking about because, uh, well, I'm stalling, and you'll find out in a minute or so. Uh, We're going to talk about Long Gone Summer, the 30 for 30, which came out this week about the 1998 home run race, which uh, I enjoyed it very much. I will break it down as best I can. The PlayStation 5, I'm not going to dive into it as deeply as the TFT Nerdcast did, but I feel like I should mention it because I like video games and other things. Um, There's some problems with Major League Baseball yet again, yet again. So we will talk about those. We have a song, a new song, brand new, from our friends Kestrels. We haven't heard from them in a while, so uh, I'm excited to play their new song for you and tell you about their new record that is coming out in, what is it, like three weeks? Maybe? I don't know how to count. But uh, there you go. That All that and, and plus whatever else I can uh, scrounge up here and, and ramble about over the next however long, we will be together I again. Thank you for joining me. All right, so... If you don't want to hear me be sad for a couple of minutes, a few minutes, however long this takes, I'm not even sure. um, Skip ahead to the next thing when I talk about the 30 for 30, all right? Or skip ahead to the PS5 or the song or whatever. A lot of baseball today, I'm noticing. Um, Yeah, I didn't notice that when I put the show together on Sunday. But uh, today, as I'm doing this first part Wednesday, I just realized it's a lot of baseball stuff. So, my bad, y'all. Did my best. All right, anyway... Um, yeah, if you don't want to hear me be sad for a few minutes, then skip ahead for the rest of you. Oh boy, it's a tough one. This is a tough one. My uncle Ed passed away this week and I uh, was on my dad's side and he was just always, he was a guy, he was around, he was always there and he was, you know, he was there to, and he was always happy to see us too, right? That, that was the cool thing, right? Family picnics or Thanksgivings or birthday parties or whatever way he was at my wedding. Um... And he was always excited to see us, always grateful to see us. And it was just like, hey, man, how you doing? Great to see you. Thanks for coming. How about those Phillies, man? And it was usually after the, uh, after the Phillies had lost a bunch of games. Because, you know, when I was a kid, the Phillies were trash. And so <laughs> he would always be like, man, what's going on with the Phillies? What is going on with those Phillies, man? Oh, they're garbage, man. Like, yeah, I know Uncle Ed. They're trash. You are right. Um, yeah, so this one is, man, this sucks. I wasn't sure how I was going to approach this today. Um, I didn't know how far I wanted to go. I didn't know how uh, how much of a deep dive I was going to do. But, you know, it's just weird. Like, he was always around, and and now he's not. And it's just a weird kind of thing where I'm not really sure what to do. You know, we I mean, we lived kind of close to him. We didn't see them every week or every day or anything like that. You know, big events, we were there, but... <phone rings> You know, no. When someone is sick and they and you lose them from your life, it doesn't make it suck any less. You know, it helps you prepare yourself mentally and emotionally. And even then, you may not know what to do. And that's kind of where I'm sitting now. It's just kind of I don't know how far I still want to go with this, and I don't know. I can't end it right now because that's awkward, but. um Yeah, it's. uh, I mean, he was always excited to see us. He was always uh, thankful that we came over either to his house or the picnic or or whatever. Um, He was always happy to see us, and we were always happy to see him because he was great. And, uh, yeah, one time I... uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, I feel like I'm pretty good at eulogizing people on this show, Um, so I try to come with a story, and I got one for you today. Don't you worry. Uh, One time I was at their house. I was like seven years old, and... Their stairs had gaps in between them, like they weren't, they were like in the middle of the floor, which was weird, you know, to go upstairs, I don't know, Um, so it wasn't a solid back, there was room in between, and I was running up the stairs, and I guess I missed one, either I slipped or my cousin Lauren pushed me, I don't know, it's unclear, you know, not everybody had cameras in their pockets in uh, however, what year it was when I was seven, Um, so she did say she pushed me though, she admitted it, so that's good, right, I mean, we felt like I got that soft. Anyway, I'm running up the stairs, and uh, well, now I know I was pushed, and I kind of slipped in between the space in one of the stairs, and I knocked over some pictures that were on the whatever was below, and I felt really bad because, you know, you knocked over pictures, and you go to somebody else's house, you mess something up, it's like, ah, oh, Jesus, what am I in for? And again, I'm seven, and so I'm nervous he's going to be really mad, and he just pulls me and he hugs me, he goes, hey, man, I don't give a about those they're just pictures what i care about is that you're okay and he's like all right now go up there go ahead and be careful and i like i basically got away with messing up his stuff (laughs) but that's you know at least to me that's the kind of guy he was he was like all right you know just uh try not to mess anything up and if you do you know fix it pick it up clean it up and make sure you're okay that was kind of the at least how i knew him the way he was and again he was always just happy to see us and always just uh just excited we were there and always happy to talk to us and uh it was better when the phillies were winning i will say it was like we had more to talk about it wasn't oh my god this team is trash and all this and uh it was hey they actually won some goddamn games (laughs) i mean it was the best and um I don't know. I, for some reason, I thought I had another story that I didn't write down, but I'm just, like, thinking of now, but I don't. And I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how – I never know how to wrap these. I, I never know what to say, you know, to everybody out there who is all of my aunts and uncles and cousins and, and whatnots. Um, I love you, of course. Uh, I don't even know, dude. I don't know. I miss Uncle Ed. He was fun. He was the best. God damn it. I mean, we can't go to things now because pandemic, but, you know, next time I go to a family thing, he's just going to be gone. Like, there's going to be an empty space where he should be sitting. And, yeah, this is... A t- I, when I started the show, I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I could tell a funny story. I could talk about how much he loved talking about the Phillies with me. And I could, you know, just... I'll be okay. I'll breeze through. And now that I'm getting to the end of it, it's like, ah, oh, i'm not okay like like this is not i don't know oh boy i i don't know but this sucks uncle ed we love you um again all my all of the cousins and and aunts and uncles and all that i love you we're trying to do the thing that's all we're trying to pull uh, pull through this thing and try to get on the other side of it and try to i don't know um i'll remember him as just being always happy to see us and uh and not caring that I knocked over a bunch of his pictures when I was seven years old. I think <laughs> that's—I mean—it's that's a weird kind of memory to hold on to, I guess. But it's what I have. It's a happy thing that I have, and a thing that I'll remember forever. So, oh man, yeah, we're yeah, we're hurting. That's all I can say. Um, all right, so I'm going to take a time out Somehow, I'm going to put in something funny here. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe I'll throw on Tim's ad. Haven't played that in a while, and I always get a kick out of that. Uh, unless you have a funny sound, you want me to play it? Well. Never mind. By the time this goes up, it'll be out and over. So, oh boy. All right. I'm gonna take a timeout. And on the other side, I'm going to get back to, I'm going to try to get back to doing other things. All right. All right. Starting up a sports league. Need some great activities for an upcoming party. Sounds like you could use some balls. Big Bob's Big Ball Emporium has got just what you need. We've got all the balls you'll ever want. Any size, brand, model, or material. Need some extra special balls? We happen to have an on-site ball-making facility. We'll get your custom balls to you within the hour. With one convenient location in Anchorage, Alaska, Big Bob's is your only one-stop ball shopping option for balls. Bob's waiting for you to see his balls, so call him at 1-800-GET-BALL. That's 1-800-GET-BALL. All right, so I'm going to do this. I'm gonna. It's ill-advised. Uh, I usually, when I do a, a eulogy on the show, I do that on a separate day. But I'm going to try to go through the rest of the show. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what difference it's really going to make as far as, I mean, I'm, like, tomorrow I'll still be sad, right? So, I don't know. Um, thanks for all the well wishes, by the way. Uh, thanks for appreciating that story, and I'm glad we finally found out that uh, I did not trip that Lauren pushed me. So... There you go. Thanks for that, Uh, (laughs) that revelation. Oh, boy. All right. So it seems weird to kind of jump into on the show after that. But as always, the show must go on, and I got to try to be funny or something. Um, Whatever. In any case, oh, boy. All right. Uh, Let's go to this, this 30 for 30 that I watch. So if you don't like baseball stuff, skip ahead. I'll talk about PS5 in a bit. And then, well, if you don't like that, then skip ahead to the song. And then that's the end of the show. All right, so there you go. So ESPN this week released a 30 for 30 called Long Gone Summer. And this was about the 1998 home run chase, which was, well, at first it was Mark McGuire and Ken Griffey Jr. And then Sammy Sosa entered the fray. Griffey fell off. And then here we are. So basically it was when Mark McGuire broke the, and then Sammy Sosa broke Roger Maris' home run record of 61 In a single season. Now, say what you want about either of those guys. Now, we'll talk about it. I'm sure, but I was 10 when this happened, in this summer of '98, and I feel like I was the perfect age for this, right? And I like, I was a baseball fan, obviously, so baseball was on in some fashion at home, and all of a sudden, these guys are hitting the hitting the ball out of the damn park at an alarming rate. You know, McGuire at what 37 at the break, which was a record at that time, at the All-Star break, and then it's like, oh, man, is he going to do this? And so I was locked in, obviously, and I feel like a lot of people were as well. So the first things that I have to say is that Sam well, I kind of already started, but Sammy Sosa still looks ridiculous. They showed, you know, they're sitting down getting ready to be interviewed for this. Sosa looks ridiculous, and I think Mark McGuire is just always chewing gum. Like, you know those guys, right? Those guys are always just happen to have gum in their mouth. Mark McGuire is one of those guys. Like, I feel like he's always chewing gum. So this one started on an interesting note because, again, it's 98. And just four years earlier, 94, there was the strike when the World Series was canceled because the labor agreement, they were like, hey, money, whatever, right? We're kind of in that spot now. So... Chip Carey, who is a great broadcaster, uh, grandson of the late, great Harry Carey. Hello, friends! You know the one. Um, Chip Carey is fantastic in his own right, by the way. And so he's saying, you know, after 94, people tuned out. People were like, man, I can't believe they canceled the season because money. And uh, people were mad. And how strange that we're sitting here in almost the same spot. Like, okay, even before the pandemic there were still problems between the league and the players, like the, the owners and the players union were at odds. The agreement expires, I think, next year. And so they've been trying to have these labor talks and they're not going well. And then the pandemic hits and everything's shut down. And now they're saying, well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, we're kind of in a similar spot where the players and the owners are not uh, not great. So interesting parallel right off the bat. So, I love Mark McGuire. Let me put that out there. The dude was like a video game character, right? He was just a big dude, and he just hit home runs all the time. Like, of course, he struck out a lot and, you know, whatever, but he hit home runs all the time. So, that was fun to watch. When you're a kid, even now, as an adult, it's fun to watch people hit home runs, right? The home run derby is popular for a reason, right? Home runs are fun. So, The dude's like a video game character, right? He's just a big, burly guy like, yeah, and he just goes up there and he does what you expect him to do. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. All right, I don't know where I left off there, but I just kind of started rambling and I forget where I ended. But anyway, there's the coin and we're going to get back to the thing. Oh boy, I love that this show is no longer live. I also love how people still can't spell the name Maguire. All right, I'm going to do it for you. It's M-C, capital G-W-I-R-E. That's how you spell his last name, all right? It's kind of amazing how even after all this time, how big of a, a star he was in terms of baseball, that fans don't know how to spell his name. So there you go. I did it for you. Um, yeah, so he gets off to a hot start. There's a lot of pressure on him right from the beginning because people are like, oh, we hit 58 last year. So obviously, he could do 62. What's uh, what's four more, right? So Well, I mean, you know, four more home runs in a whole season. That's, uh, that's a lot to ask. But anyway... Uh, So he's just hitting them out of the ballpark at a ridiculous rate. Again, 37 at the break, which was a record at the time. I think Bonds had 39 in 01. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up, but I think that's right. So meanwhile, all right, well, first of all, the race was McGuire and Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr. was hitting a lot of home runs. Everybody forgets about this kind of because he fell off in the middle of the year. I don't know. I can't remember if he got hurt or if he just, you know lost some steam, whatever it was. He finished the year with 56, which is impressive, right? Which is awesome. So, also he plays for Seattle, so I guess people, you know, that East Coast bias or that, uh, you know, smaller market, you know, who cares, right? Even though Ken Griffey was the goddamn best. Anyway, oh, apparently there's a Ken Griffey Jr. documentary coming this week, so, or next week, tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. I'll be talking about that for sure um, if I get a chance to watch it. So, there you go. So it was Griffey, the Maguire, and then all of a sudden, Sammy Sosa. Now, the weird thing is that the Cubs, maybe it's not weird, but the Cubs were trying not to be garbage. They were bad in 97, and then Harry Carey passed away in February. So it's like, man, this f- sucks. Damn it. Arr. So then Kerry Wood, here he comes. He debuts. He had his 20 strikeout game in May. He was fantastic. He was so fun to watch. So at least they had some reason to come to the ballpark and to watch the games. And then all of a sudden, here's Sammy Sosa. Hey, don't forget about this guy. So he's kind of I don't want to say an afterthought. That's too strong. But I don't know that he was the focal point, at least by May of this year. So it was uh, you know, it was interesting to see how quickly it changed from Griffey versus McGuire to Maguire versus Sosa. You know, it was like end of May, it was Griffey the Maguire. And then in June, Sosa just went off. And I've always thought this about Sammy Sosa. Like, he seems really fun and he's a charismatic guy. And it's how exciting he is and how how much fun he seems to have. But then every so often he'll say something. I'm like, "Ah, he's kind of a (laughs) And then they cut to him and he's like, well... You know, if uh, and he's very religious and I you know, I'm not dumping on him for that, but um he's like, you know, if it was meant to be Ken Griffey Jr., it would have been Ken Griffey Jr., but you know, God picked me. I'm like, yeah, oh, Jesus <laughs> like, like he was anointed to be in this race. I don't know, I thought it was funny. Um So again, end of May, it's Griffey Maguire and then Sosa comes up and hits twenty home runs in June. So he he put himself in the conversation or I guess God did. Um, and so Sosa, so he was saying, you know, yeah, every night I would go in and I would watch Sports Center to see if they would talk about me. Like, I wanted to see myself on TV. Like, that's a cool little kid thing, right? Like, imagine this is a pro ball player. He's an adult, and he's playing a game, and he's like, oh, are they talking about me? Are they talking about my own TV and my own TV? I'm like, man, that's fun. That's just fun. And so he's in it. He's in the race. He was excited. He got people excited watching him uh again the cubs were not they were okay that year they weren't great so they had something to cheer for they had Kerry wood you know Sosa. so yeah so you have all this attention which is good so you got to hope that the team is also good but uh they ended up making the playoffs so i guess it all worked out i don't know <laughs> so meanwhile in st louis mcguire's hitting the crap out of the ball people are coming out no matter who they're playing And also, they're coming out to watch batting practice. And it's not really a thing, or it wasn't at the time, to watch batting practice all that much because, like, who cares? Like, just guys are, you know, hitting lazy fly balls or they're just, you know, getting their swings in before the game, getting warmed up. So it's not always exciting. But then McGuire comes out, and he's hitting the ball 450, 500 feet every time it goes up. And it's like, oh, all right, well, he's locked in, so we're locked in. We want to see this guy. We want to watch this guy hit home runs because home runs are exciting. This is awesome. And then we get into uh, to the dog days of summer, as they're called. We're getting into August, and Sosa is in the mix. Again, by this point, uh, Griffey kind of hit a slide, and uh, people kind of forgot about him. He kind of fell out of the race, I guess. But still finished with 56 home runs, which is, in itself, very impressive. I will never miss a chance to talk about how fun and how great Ken Griffey Jr. was. So there you go. Um, uh, weird thing that I didn't really know. I mean, I knew half of this. I knew that Sammy Sosa seemed to love the attention. He loved that he always knew where the camera was, always knew where the hard cam was, as they say in wrestling. Um he was always he was the guy who wanted the spotlight. And Mark McGuire is the opposite. He didn't want that at all. He wanted to go out there, hit his home runs, and then just go home and just, I don't know, whatever he did in his free time. Uh apparently some of that included, yeah, how's that transition? Taking testosterone, which, you know, he was being interviewed at his locker one day, and a reporter noticed a bottle of Andros Denedone. I, I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, I probably should have just taken the clip from the show and put it in there so I wouldn't sound like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so at the time, it was legal in Major League Baseball to do this. And, uh, you know, he'd been dealing with injuries and, you know, all this other, whatever reasons he had. So he could do this. Like, there was no rule against this in baseball. And he actually asked the company that gave him the drug, like, hey, you know, people are asking questions. Can you back me up? And they were like, nah, bro, you're on your own. So he was like, well, what the f***? What are you doing? What are we doing? So for a little while, I remember people cared, like, oh, he's cheating. He's on steroids. And then all of a sudden, they stopped caring about that. Like, it was, all right, well, he's still hitting a lot of home runs, and this is really fun, and this is making me care about baseball again, so how much do I really care? Apparently, not much, because everybody watched. Um, <laughs> it was great, man. McGuire was beloved everywhere. Like, he was getting curtain calls on the road. And If you don't know, um, a curtain call, in baseball terms, is when you do something great, you hit a home run, usually, or whatever, and then the crowd's cheering, and they want you to come out from the dugout, and give him a wave, right? It happens at home. You know, you get a big hit. Everybody's like, yeah, and you come out, you tip your cap, everybody cheers again, and it's great, but Maguire was getting those on the road, which is not a thing that usually happened, right? So I think I'd say you realize, like, hey, this is something big's happening here. People are caring. People are excited, and this is good, and I remember, and I, I actually remember this because, again, I was locked in on this, but they showed this. There was a game in I don't know, August, where he got thrown out in the first inning, arguing balls and strikes, and the fans were livid. Like the team wasn't great. So he was the reason they were going to the games and packing the ballpark and watching. So to toss him in the first inning, like that umpire, I hope he got out okay. I guess that's what I <laughs> what I should have looked into. Um but fans are throwing trash on the field like a WCW show Like they were mad because this is the whole reason we came to the game today because the team's not good. And he's in the middle of this historic race and we want to see him hit more home runs and you've tossed him after one at bat. What are you doing? I like that. They put that in there. That was good stuff. So we are into it. I know I'm running through this, but you know, usually with something like this, I would make it a full episode, but I'm not doing that today. Um, So we're in, you know, August, September McGuire's on a roll again cardinals games were must watch even when the teams that they were playing were garbage and we get into the first or second week of september and the cubs of course sammy sosa crushing it in chicago doing his thing having all kinds of fun um yeah we'll talk about that in a second so the cubs come to st louis for a two-game series in september and at this time mcguire is leading sosa 60 to 58 so he is one from ruth or, I'm sorry, he's tied Ruth one from Maris, two from the record, Sosa's four from the record. And, you know, they showed a press conference with the two of them, and that was really fun. And you could tell that Sosa loved the attention. He loved being the guy. And Maguire did not. He didn't want to do it, he just wanted to go do the thing. He liked, he seemed to have a lot of fun with Sosa. So that was fun. That was nice to see. They seemed to enjoy each other, I guess, which is good because they were featured prominently throughout this whole summer. So you don't want them to, uh, to not like each other and not be able to talk to each other, right? I guess. Maybe. I don't know. That's the media guy and me talking. Um, <laughs> they, cut to a, they cut to a scene in a classroom. Oh, um, like I said with McGuire getting curtain calls on the road, Sammy Sosa was getting standing ovations in St. Louis. So if you don't know, Chicago and St. Louis, the Cubs and the Cardinals, they're rivals. And so seeing Sammy Sosa a Cubs player get a standing ovation from Cardinals fans in Bush stadium was something else. It was pretty awesome to see really. Um, So they cut to a a scene in the classroom, uh, you know, just somebody asking a bunch of kids like, Hey, uh, how many people are going to be, how many of you people are going to be watching the game tonight? And every hand went up and I was watching. I thought about that. You probably at that time could have walked into any classroom in America and ask the same question, and probably 90% of the hands would have gone up. I feel like that's how locked in, maybe that's just me, I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of people were locked into this because it was fun to watch, and again, even for a casual fan, home runs are fun. So, maybe that's just me, I don't know. I do not know. Uh, But fun fact about this, by the way, Mark McGuire broke the record, hit number 62 on September 8th, which later became... My wedding anniversary. So I don't know what that has to do with anything. I just thought it was neat to mention. So there you go. It was actually um that game, first of all, was nationally televised, which was unusual given the fact that the Cubs were in contention. The Cardinals were not. But two guys, home run race, they're playing each other. Maguire's gonna break the record, most likely. So you put this game on TV. I remember watching it. My boy Joe McEwing was on second base. When he broke the record, uh, McGuire broke the record, that is, and it was actually one of his shortest home runs. Like, it barely got over the wall. Uh, so, of course, everybody's going nuts. McGuire's hugging the Maris kids, and Sosa runs in from right field, and everybody's going crazy. They stop the game. It was really cool to watch. It was fun. And I'm glad I got to see it. It was a good time. Uh, the guy who got the ball was a kid. He was a groundskeeper. Tim Forneris is his name, and he just, he saw it, go into the, uh, into the tunnel, the bullpen, wherever it landed out there, and he just ran. He was like 16 at the time, I think. And he's like, I saw it, just ran over, had to grab it, and I, just, I got lucky to be the fastest guy so I could get to the ball. And uh, then he presented it to McGuire after the game, so that was cool. You know, so McGuire breaks the record, Cubs go home, Sosa gets hot, hits number 62, and now that both of them have passed Roger Maris, now it's about... Who's going to finish with more? And there's less than a month to go. So we're down to the end of the road. Three games to go. It is 65-65. So Sosa hits number 66. Oh, here he goes. Maguire tied it on that same day. And then he never trailed again. So Sosa ended up with 66. Um, Maguire ended up hitting five home runs in the final three games of the year. And I learned something else. Tony La told this story. Now the last game of the year Maguire wanted to sit out. He was like, "Dude, I'm exhausted. I I can't do this. You got to sit me down." And Tony's like, "Dude, I can't." He's like, "I can't sit you down for the last game of the year. You know, I'm going to you got to go in there. I'm going to put you in the lineup. I'll keep an eye on you, but you got to go in." So Maguire just went out and hit two home runs in the last game. And Tony's like, "Dude, I thought you were tired." He's like, "Yeah." He just winked at me. <laughs> So think about that. The Grind, he's he's just completely wiped and he still went out and hit two home runs to finish with 70. Fun fact, he did not win most valuable player that year. Sammy Sosa did. Which is crazy, right? You hit the most home runs in the league ever at that time and you don't win MVP. I don't know. I guess uh, that shows voters were more well-rounded. No, they weren't. 98, who did that? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You know why? It's because Sosa's team made the playoffs. And that's how I think even today, a lot of writers will do that. will be like, oh, well, his team was better, so he's the guy. Anyway, that's another discussion that I'm not ready to have right now. So there you go. That, so that was, you know, 98, the race. It ended. Cubs made the playoffs. Uh, Cardinals did not. So I guess that's a thing. I don't know. Fun fact. There you go. So then um, they, they went to, they cut to uh, October 2001. When Barry Bonds broke the record, to get number 71. He ended the year with 73. And then uh, they talked about the Balco scandal, where several high-profile names were on the list, like, hey, these guys got steroids and HGH. And uh, on that first list, or on the first uh, report, Barry Bonds, Gary Sheffield, Jason Giambi. Years later, Alex Rodriguez, Sammy Sosa's names pop up. And, of course, they asked Sosa about this. And he said, well, that, uh, that New York Times list had 16 players on it. You know, Four or five are in the Hall of Fame on that list. You figure it out. Because Sosa has said for years that, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for my Hall of Fame call. I don't think he's going to get it. Who knows? But uh, again, a discussion for another day. And then, you know, Maguire's name came up on a list like, hey, he did steroids and he admitted it. And he was like, yeah, it was stupid. Uh, it wasn't against the rules at that time, but I regret doing it, you know. I did a thing, I made a bad choice, and that's that. So I kind of like how they just come out and just address it, and then it's over, right? Well, for some people, it's not. But anyway, there you go. The weird thing, though, so McGuire did his uh, steroids, and uh, he came clean about it. He admitted it. So he was uh, inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, and he's been a hitting coach since then um let's see alex rodriguez who also his name was on the list and i think a worse offender because he all the stuff that he did um he's an analyst for fox you know he is in the game still barry bonds got back into the game and nobody wants him in the hall of fame i do but you know people like he he cheated but he's still in the game sammy sosa hasn't been invited back to wrigley field in years why why i'm not advocating one way or the other i'm not saying he should or he shouldn't I'm just trying to figure out if your reasoning for not inviting him back for, you know, kind of blacklisting certain players is because they were involved in cheating scandals, what's different about Sammy Sosa than Alex Rodriguez, than Mark McGuire, than Barry Bonds, than whoever, right? I'm just trying, I'm just asking questions, all right? So let me know. Oh boy, we're going long today. (laughs) Um, I will say though, And I was talking to my buddy Brian about this, how much I enjoyed it. And he fired back immediately, not enough Sosa. And I agree. I do agree. It was, uh, all right. So much like The Last Dance was supposed to be about the Bulls, but it was basically uh, a documentary about Michael Jordan. This is essentially a documentary about Mark McGuire. But just like The Last Dance, this was really good. I enjoyed it. So uh, on ESPN or ESPN Plus, check it out. I had a lot of fun watching this, and I had some more fun breaking it down. So, there you go. I did the thing. Oh, man. Imagine I just cut the episode right there. I was like, hey, how about all this stuff? And then I just stopped talking. I wouldn't do that to you. I got more stuff to do, man, and woman, man, and they. All right. So, PlayStation 5 has been announced. It's been rumored. Hey, what's going on? They've released some, uh, some information about the new console that is supposedly going to hit shelves in, uh, I don't know, November, probably. It looks awesome, by the way. I'll have a picture in the show notes. And uh, I like it. It looks slick. It looks, uh, I guess, sleek is the, is the word I'd like to use. It's interesting that there are two versions of this, by the way. There's a version with a disc drive so you can play your games and watch your blu-rays and do all this or you can get one without a disc drive and just play all your stuff digitally and i'm like all right i like it i like it there are some people who only like to uh to play digital i know that with the ps3 at least one of mine had a problem with the disc drive or it just stopped reading discs altogether and so that was a bit of a disappointment so if I was going to get this, I would lean for the digital version because I don't want to run into a problem with hardware uh, or at least a problem with extra hardware. I guess that's the, that would be my issue. Um, they will be backward compatible with PS4, at least with most PS4 games to start. So I think that's cool. Um, I think backward compatibility is a good thing. You know, it would be nice if they could go all the way back to PS1 or 2 but uh, you got to understand that the technology... Like, there's only so much space for the console to read your information, right? So if you put that in, then you have to sacrifice somewhere else, I would imagine. Or they, you know, ramp up the processing speed or whatever it is and have to charge you another 100 bucks or something like that. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll have a, a virtual console thing like Nintendo does. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll see about that. But... um I like it. You know, if there's a game on PS4 that you wanted to play, but you didn't get the PS4, if you want to get this one, you know, then you can get probably, I don't know, The Last of Us or Horizon Zero Dawn or something, or whatever the case might be. Sorry, my chair is really noisy. I don't know. I put it together myself, and I didn't notice it until much later, and it's already here, so my bad. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you heard that. Maybe you didn't. Um, Where were we? Okay, so the controller... I actually think this controller is really cool. It's going to have a speaker right on there, the microphone right on there as well. So you don't have to wear a headset if you want to talk to your buddies and it will have a USB C port. And I'm wondering if this means that you can hook up your, uh, PlayStation controller to your PC. Cause there, I mean, I have a PS three one that is, well, it's not a, I guess it's not an official PS three controller. I bought it at GameStop for like 10 bucks. Um, So does this mean it'll make it easier to, uh, play, use your PS5 controller on your PC? I guess that's my question. Can you do that with PS4? Somebody let me know. I don't know. Not that I need a new controller, but I'm just thinking out loud. All right. All right. Uh, the only thing that we don't have as of right now is a price, but I've seen anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars with all these accessories. Like there's a wireless headset and There's a charging station for your controller, and there's a a media remote for some reason. Although I guess that's cool. Like instead of using a Roku, if you have a PS5, you can use that for all the stuff. I don't know. Just get a Roku. Just do it. It's easy. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Like I said, I don't think I'm going to get this, which is why I'm not going to dive much deeper into it, at least not as deep as the TFD Nerdcast did on their latest episode, episode, I believe, 430, came out this week. So dive into that if you want more details on the games and whatnot. From what I saw, I think it looks awesome. I think if you enjoyed uh, that Spider-Man game, you'll enjoy the new one. I think if you enjoy playing the show, you'll enjoy this. You'll probably go get this. Uh, Last of Us 2, um, although I guess that's on PS4 because that's out this week, right? I th- Actually, it just came out um, yesterday, didn't it? So there you go. Uh, But yeah, if if you're into, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever, or um, whatever's coming out, there you go. This is for you. So people are excited. I like it. I'm happy for you. Go do the thing. I am surprised, though, it took us this long to get digital only in terms of like, hey, this console doesn't have a drive for your disk, which I think, you know, some people would rather play digital. Like I said, I uh, would rather do that because I don't want to run into a problem with, hardware failing right because that's happened on a sony console with me before so strangely enough my ps2 works just fine so i don't know what's going on maybe it's uh, it's a little planned obsolescence there that's probably it right ah who knows but there you go ps5 uh has been uh well revealed i guess announced was the wrong word revealed uh in what you're going to be getting from the uh from the package there you go oh boy, don't spend $1,000 on this. Don't do it. It doesn't seem, I don't know. I feel like $1,000 is uh, is too much for one thing. Although I guess if you're using it for all your stuff, even that, you know what? Don't let me tell you what to do. If you're excited about this, put in your pre-order, do the thing, and have fun. Let me know what you like most about it when it comes out. All right? All right. There you go. All right. So if you hate sports, if you don't want to hear me talk about baseball again, then uh, skip ahead to the song, and then I'll see you next time. All right? Because we got some news. <sighs> so the owners came out and said, hey, here's the proposal. You know, they're still going for 48 to 55 games, and the players are like, what, what the hell? Sorry, I just hit the microphone. I'm so, so upset right now, man. Um, so the players finally were like, you know what? Just schedule it. Tell us when to show up. So they called the bluff, basically of the owners, where they say, yeah, oh, we want to play, you know, last week, Manfred said, hey, we're going to have baseball, we're going to play these goddamn games, so the players said, all right, tell us when and where. Tell us when to show up, and we'll be there. Uh, and it's just a weird back and forth where the owners want players to take a full, or take a, an increased pay cut, even though the players already agreed to a pay cut in March, and now the the owners are being jerks, and um, they claim that they will lose more money playing with no fans. And they're like, players are like, okay, show that to us. Show, this, show us your numbers so we can you know, figure out how much you stand to lose so we can kind of meet in the middle somewhere and figure out what to do. And uh, from what I can gather, the owners have not done that. They have not shown that, hey, this is how we're going to lose all this money. So the players are like, well, until you show us that, we're going to keep going for this. Um, I, uh, like I said... This happened in 94, where the players and whoever just got fed up with all this stuff, and I got a bad feeling, you guys. I got a bad feeling that even if this season gets played, this abbreviated season gets played, the disparity, the whatever, it's too great. I think we're headed for a strike. I mean, I hate to say that because, you know, we already don't have baseball when we probably could by now, but I don't, um, I don't have a good feeling about this at all you know players are like hey 70 to 90 that seems better than you know 48 to 50 or 55 whatever it is apparently the commissioner can uh well per the agreement in march that he can just unilaterally decide to set the schedule and the player's like okay fine set the goddamn schedule then you jerk so he le- he's leaning toward the owner side of things where oh we're gonna play 48 to 50 and and now the um so again, last week, Manfred said, hey, we will play baseball 100%. We will definitely. This week, he came out and said, I'm not confident that we're going to play baseball this season. So I don't know what changed. Maybe the owners got scared because the players called their bluff. I'm not really sure. But it's really weird that, uh, that the owners now are trying to delay, and they're like, oh, I don't know. Ah, We'll table this. We'll get back to it. Because what can happen if the owners or, or if the commissioner comes down and schedules the uh, the 48-game season or 50-game season, like right now, or if we did it like four days ago, the players' union can file a grievance and say, well, you told us that you were going to make every effort to play baseball and play as many games as possible, but the fact that you're scheduling 50 games right now means that you're not doing that, so grievance. So let's get this resolved somehow. But now they're stalling, from what I can tell, and... Um, I think what they're trying to do is hold out until they can't play more than 48 to 50 games. I think that's the plan of the owners where they're like, Hey, you know what? We've decided on this number where, you know, we we can take this loss of these number of games without fans, but no more than that. Cause we're losing money and basically billionaires are babies. And there you go. So I think that's what they're doing. They're holding out until they get to the point where, Hey, and they have to end the season by September 27th, by the way, because the playoffs are scheduled to start on that day, and the TV networks, uh, they don't want to reschedule those games because they make a lot of money from those games. So the owners are like, okay, well, let's just put it to where we can't play more than 50 games and still end on September 27th. What do we have to do until then? Well, it came out two days ago that some players and staffers have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, the timing on that one! My goodness. I, I'm just annoyed. I'm just annoyed. Either play or don't. Right? If you would have come out a month ago and said, you know what? We've gone over this. We've talked to the health officials. We've talked to everybody involved, and uh, we've determined it's not safe. We don't think it's uh, safe for the health of our players and the staff and all the people because of this virus, because of the pandemic. We're not going to play because we don't think we could do it safely and do it the right way. Then people would have said, you know what? Okay, that's fine. I can live with that. But now, four or five weeks later, we're learning it's all about money and the owners who are billionaires and who uh, do not only make their fortunes owning baseball teams are complaining about lost money and they don't really want their players to play as many games as possible because then that means they lose more money. Basically, they're being about this right now and so like I said I got a bad feeling I got a bad feeling that people who were on the fence about supporting baseball after all this mess they're not going to come back and we may be headed for a strike anyway and if there's a strike then all those people on the fringe are like oh, I kind of like baseball I'll watch it if nothing else is on they're not going to watch anymore at all they're, if they were going to games or whatever they're not coming back if it's a strike, right? I don't know, but I did just read today that uh, apparently Rob Manfred met with Tony Clark, the head of the Players Union, the Players Association in Arizona, so maybe there is hope yet. I don't know. You know what? Let me check real quick, because that note I just saw right before I started recording, so let me see if there's anything new, and if there is, I'll report it to you. I mean, I'm only checking one place, so I don't think there's going to be anything new, and no, there's not, so there you go. That was me checking one website that I checked an hour ago for any updates, and there wasn't one. So there it is. So we might have baseball. We might not. I don't know. I'm just disappointed. Either play or don't. Say they're going to do it or or just don't do it. They should have come out. If they didn't want to do it, they should have said, blame it on the virus. And people it would have been fine. Like It would have been disappointing for sure, but it still would have been better than hey, we're not playing because we can't agree on money. That's all. All right, there you go. That's all the sports and all the stuff that I had to tell you. I didn't think I was going to get through this whole show in one day. Got to be honest with you. Did not think it was going to work. But now we have a brand new song from our friends, Kestrels. And I always want to call them the Kestrels, but it's not. It's just Kestrels. Oh, you know what? I should have looked up their thing. Hold on. All right, so you can find them on Bandcamp. That is Kestrels, K-E-S-T-R-E. Els.bandcamp.com. They are on Facebook at Kestrels, on Twitter at Kestrels hfx and on Instagram at Kestrels Band. Yeah, all right, I got it. So there you go. Find them on Spotify as well, and uh, get all the stuff over there. There we go. See, I remembered to look it up before the song played. Okay, so they have a new record coming out. Uh, they were one of the first bands who uh, who let me play their music on the show because I was like, hey. You have I was when I used to look at uh, album releases and report them on the show. And they were one of them. And they, I said, hey, let me play your stuff. And they said, sure, man, go ahead. So they have a new record. Where was I? Dream or don't dream. It comes out July 10. And this is the first single from that record. It is called Gray and Blue. Our friends Kestrels here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. you have it our friends kestrels with their latest gray and blue from their upcoming record dream or don't dream out july 10th i feel like i blew the opening of that the front cell of that one but i'm not redoing it the Meltic bat the next level network oh boy i'm tired sorry i can't air guitar i can't riff for you today i didn't think i'd go an hour i didn't think i would uh, first of all do this show in one shot and second of all uh i didn't think i'd go an hour but here we are so there you go that's about it again, kestrels.bandcamp.com, uh, is that what I said, you know, I said all the things, you know where to go, do the stuff, get the record, July 10, um, and all this stuff will be in the show notes, where to find the band, all right, all right, that's it, that's all the stuff, that's what I got for you, yeah, we did a lot today, we went through the whole thing of all the stuff, and uh, yeah, we got sad, we got excited, We got, uh, well, I guess excited twice because baseball on PS5. And then we got disappointed with baseball again. Then we got excited with the new song. So we went through a lot of stuff. All right. So there you go. Keep your stick on the ice, as they say. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. TheNextLevelNetwork.com. Find all of our wonderful shows. They're all up there so you can do the thing, the spotlight. Uh, Lost, we have to go back. Short-lived show. Show. I think we're doing one this weekend. We should probably do two just in case. I think that's the plan. I know we've been gone a while, but I don't have a reason. We just haven't been able to do it. So there you go. I don't know what else to say. Um, (laughs) What what lurks behind Podcast Zero? Uh, TFT Nerdcast, again, they went into a deeper dive than me uh, on the PS5, so go do the thing over there. Um, Did I miss one? Probably. Oh, Panels to Pixels. They are... Ah, crap, I forget. They were doing The Witcher, and then they were doing um, Snowpiercer, and then I don't remember what they're doing now. Sorry. Sorry, dudes, but there you go. TheNextLevelNetwork.com. Follow all those shows so you know what's going on. And uh, we are Facebook.com slash TheNextLevelNetwork as well. So there you go. I'm everywhere at The Meltic Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. And if you go to TheMelticPat.com right now, you can see a new thing that I wrote the other day and uh, somebody asked me if I ever got a counterfeit bill, and I was like, you know what? I did, and I got some other uh, little tangents to go on on top of that, so I did. So I did that thing. I was going to put it on the show, but then I decided it might be a little better to write it out. It might be a little easier um, to digest. I don't know why, but there it is. It's up there at TheBelticPath.com if you want to check that out, 209-867-7638. Leave me a voicemail. Send a text, your questions, comments, concerns, observations and whatnot, Um, corrections also. Oh, I guess uh, a concern that you might have is what I'm about to say. So I saw this morning there is going to be a new Pokemon Snap game coming out for Nintendo Switch. And I just have to say definitively that Pokemon Snap is trash. Yes, I am uh, stuck in the mud on this one. I hate that game so much. People love it. I don't understand it. When I was doing my N64 list, people were like, are you going to include Pokemon Snap? No, I hate it. So there you go. That said, if you're excited about the game, more power to you. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But uh, yeah, people come at me all the time, tell me how great it is. It's not great. I hate it. I don't get it. So if you'd like to yell at me about that, leave me a voicemail. Send a text or drop me a line at tmpfanmail at gmail.com. There you go. Is that fun enough for you? Is that right? We're, we got back on track, didn't we? With something dumb at the end of the show? I don't know. Oh, man, that is it, my friends. Thank you so much for hanging out today. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe and healthy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask when you're outside. Um, yeah, don't cough on anybody, because then you'll get arrested. So there you go. All right? All right. Um, that's it. This has been an a production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe, thank a veteran, and of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Lovin' Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is what I have. Thank you very much. You've been Inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one.
0: Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. I sweaty you so i some a got a back, got a drink, got girls got the bait on the foam board. Yeah, I got some ice. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steamy, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, so it's cold. cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar? Yeah, I like cool beverages. Yeah. I like cool beverages. Yeah. I like cool beverages. because yeah. uh, 'cause I'm feeling kinda bored. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, been. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yo, yeah, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. They didn't even get to bite, but the brew tastes the nice back to the ball. So every decorator Need a whole lot of them food drinks. to catch me above. the must die, I'm the cool Aid kid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge Cause I like cool beverage yeah. I like cool beverage yeah. I like cool beverage yeah. uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty yeah. I like average, yeah. I like cool beverage yeah.